Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we aren't taking our toys and going home or playing the blame game. But instead, we're going to explore and research as we navigate ever-changing friendships. Best buds, besties, buddies, friends forever, chums, pals, twinkies, mates, amigos. So what is the true meaning of friendship? Friendship. A state of enduring affection, esteem, intimacy, and trust between two people. In all cultures, friendships are important relationships throughout a person's lifespan. But it isn't always smooth sailing. Instead, a little bumpy, emotional, and sometimes heartbreaking. If we could only answer with certainty, was it you or was it me? People come in and out of your life, leaving meaning, impact, and a myriad of lessons. But at the time of a friendship break, it's hard to pick through the benefits. Let's try and do just that. So no matter where you are in your friendships, take this journey with me. I have had the same best friend since I was four years old. That is a rarity I know and for which I'm very, very blessed. Her sister is just a year older and we all met while they were visiting their cousin, who was my neighbor. We all became thick as thieves. Coming from a small town, it was easy to stay together in school and in our free time, after school adventures and weekend slumber parties. We grew up, got braces, learned to drive, dated boys, started careers, found husbands, and had children. All sounds very Norman Rockwell, I know, but it wasn't without our lion's share of challenges, tragedies, wins, and losses. Through it all, we've weathered the storms and stayed together. You should hear us singing 80s music at the top of our lungs at patio time. Actually, maybe you shouldn't. Not all my friendship stories have happy endings. And at first, I took it personally. What do I mean at first? Maybe I still do. Endless hours spent replaying my role, scrutinizing what I must have said or did, and not accepting that maybe our time had come to an end. How do you let go and move on when you weren't really ready for the friendship to end? Don't worry, we'll unpack that and much more. I found this post on Facebook, which inspired the show today. I think we could have all benefited from this list as we were growing up, but I also believe we need these reminders moving forward. Things I Want My Daughter to Know About Friendship, written by Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnson. Number one. Not everyone is going to like you. It's okay. I know it won't always feel like that, but I promise it is. Not everyone is going to invite you. That's okay too. You'll never regret kindness. Never ever. If you constantly have to tiptoe around them, they're not your people. You get to choose them, so choose the ones who are choosing you back. Have high standards when it comes to friends, but don't be unrealistic. They're going to mess up. So are you. Grace is essential. Be yourself. Let other people be themselves right back. You can't have friends if you don't know how to be a friend. 
Focus on being the best friend you possibly can. Don't wait. You're allowed to do the inviting and reaching out too. Listen. If you want them to be there for the big stuff, you're going to have to be there for each other in the small stuff too. Don't knowingly leave people out. It doesn't feel good. Gossip is garbage. Drama is too. Stay above the fray and feel free to walk away. You can't be best friends with everyone, but you can notice everyone. You can smile at everyone. You can say hello to everyone. You can be good to everyone and make sure people feel seen. It's better to be genuinely loved by a few than fake loved by a few thousand. Popularity for the sake of popularity is pointless. Your worth will never come from others. You have to learn to accept yourself if you want others to accept you. Give more than you take, but don't be anyone's doormat. Your friends should be good to you, but they should also be good to other people. If they're nice to you and then they turn around and talk smack about others, they're not nice. Be loyal. Stick up for your friends, whether they're around or aren't. Friends aren't toys to be discarded when you get bored. Deep friendships take time and commitment. Show up for your friends, even if they didn't ask you to. If they're going through something hard, check on them. Sit with them. Bring them flowers. Be present, even if it feels awkward. If mama doesn't like them, there's probably a good reason. Friendship is one of the most important things you can invest in in life. Make the time. If you get hurt, I'm always here for a hug and to talk. I've been there. Give yourself time and grace to heal. But listen, my love, don't close yourself up and don't shut yourself away. Opening up your heart again is worth the risk. What an amazing list and so important. I think about my early friendships, the people you migrated to either because of proximity, neighbor, school friend, or because you liked the same things and trusted they would have your back. Connection, partnership, give and take. I worry that social media friendships are confusing the process. I have a lot of friends that I somewhat interact with online, but do I truly feel connected? Maybe informed to some degree, depending on how they post, but I wouldn't say that we have a meaningful connection. For that, my circle is small. Not because I'm particularly choosy, but because I want to be able to connect and there's only so much time in the day, week, or month. I have the friends I share the silly memes with. You know, the ones who share your humor and would laugh out loud. The ones I would share my successes with and failures. The ones I know are praying for me as I am for them. The brainstormers, encouragers, rocks, and lifeboats. Who do you surround yourself with? Who is in your inner circle? 
What about when things change in your life? How do you navigate the ever-changing dynamics of friendship? Amanda Kuda helps us understand the secret to navigating friendships and personal growth, how to attract, release, and shift friendships during a period of reinvention. In an article she wrote for Medium.com, you've probably heard the adage that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Your friendships play a tremendously important role in how you get along and evolve as an individual. While your friendships offer support and camaraderie, they can just as easily keep you stuck or cause you to unwittingly play small. Amanda says, nearly four years ago, I'd started to sense that my relationship with alcohol was no longer serving me. I was on the verge of a massive upheaval in many areas of my life. I was being nudged to step into a new career path, which would require a lot of drive and attention. I was also feeling called to pursue a deeper spiritual connection and study. When I did the math, it seemed quite simple that my social life was holding me back from stepping into the life my soul was aching for. While I felt the desire to make a shift deep in my core, I was also irrationally afraid to do so because I knew it would mean stepping away from a lifestyle that I'd built much of my identity around. My entire social life was built around happy hours, late nights, and boozy brunches. I could not fathom how I'd be able to maintain my friendships if I elected to become sober. Furthermore, I saw little hope of meeting new friends in a world where the only model of socialization I'd been shown involved alcohol. My fear of becoming a social outcast caused me to avoid pursuing an alcohol-free lifestyle for longer than I'd like to admit. Finally, the whisper of my inner guide became very loud. On January 1st, 2017, Amanda said, I made the decision to take a break from alcohol. The break led to many breakthroughs, which led to what I now view as a permanent breakup from booze. This decision was the catalyst for a massive personal up-level and reinvention, which also caused me to completely reevaluate what I looked for in friendships. I share this to say that I truly know what it's like to shift your lifestyle so drastically that you have no choice but to reevaluate everything you've come to believe about friendship, including making friends and being a good friend. Here are Amanda's personal frames for navigating friendships that you can use during your own personal up-level and reinvention. Get clear on what you desire. She said, I'm going out on a limb here and assume you don't have a clear list of what you desire about a friendship. Am I right? If so, let me lead you through one of my favorite exercises. I call it the inventory. This is a super simple exercise that will help you get crystal clear on what you'd like to manifest into your friendship circle, as well as what you'd like to avoid. So to begin, grab a blank sheet of paper and something to write with. This needs to be done by hand. So fold the paper in half vertically to create two columns. Label the first column more of this and label the second column less of that. You'll find these columns with the characteristics you'd like to see more of and less in your friendships. Start by bringing to mind your most significant 
current friendship to use as models. Fill both columns with the characteristics from these friendships that you'd like to see more or less of in future friendships. It's likely that there will be some characteristics you'd like to manifest or avoid that aren't present in your current friendships. Add these to the list too. The result will be a mostly comprehensive list of what you desire in your friendships. Affirm your deservingness. Take a moment to review the more of this column of the inventory. Now, reflect on how you already embody those characteristics yourself. Even if you don't see it immediately, I want to assure you that the light you see in others is a light which exists in you. Perhaps you've not fully realized or embodied it yet, but we admire most in others what is also present in ourselves. Hold in your heart that you have all the makings of what you would define as a great friend. With this in mind, I want you to also affirm that you're deserving of fulfilling friendships that contain these characteristics too. Use this list to create affirmations for yourself. Here are some examples of characteristics that might be on your more of this list and affirmations to go with them. Kind. I am kind and deserving of friends who show kindness. Thoughtful. I am thoughtful and I attract thoughtful friends with ease. Generous. I am generous and surround myself with generous friends. Declaring and affirming what you desire is a quick way to communicate your desires out into the universe and begin the process of calling congruent relationships in. Heal your wounds and recognize your triggers. Next, we'll take some time to review the less of that column of the inventory. I'll be honest, this part of the exercise is not for the faint of heart, but it's incredibly important. You see, just as your more of this column contained characteristics that are within you, so does the less of that column. It's important that you get clear on why certain characteristics trigger you so that you can learn from them and heal. Close relationships are always our mirror for learning more about ourselves. When a friend holds up a mirror to our shadow, it's easy to look away and make them the villain who has done something wrong. The more enlightened thing to do is say, why have I attracted someone with this characteristic into my life? What are they here to teach me? How can I use this trigger as an opportunity for healing? Often you'll find you've attracted friends with a certain negative characteristic into your life several times over. This is also a sign that you need to examine and heal. If you don't address your wounds and triggers, the universe will continue to present it to you in different forms until you learn the lesson. How about shift your perspective. It's likely that you've written off some of your current friendships or made the assumption that they will no longer jive once you begin your path to up-leveling. I'll be honest, that's quite possible, but for now, I want you to welcome in the opportunity to shift your perspective and allow your current friendships to shift form. We don't put enough value on our ability to energetically influence the outcome of our relationships. You see, when you shift your energy, you create a ripple. This ripple effect can encourage others to follow suit. 
This might mean your current friends miraculously begin to shift their behavior without any effort or persuasion on your behalf. Or it could mean their behavior stays the same and your differences simply cease to bother you. Allowing myself to be open to a shift in perspective was precisely what allowed many of my friendships to shift form organically when I was going through my personal reinvention. If you're open to this type of transformation, consider this and be open and welcome the shift. Dear Universe, I am making big changes in my life and I need a strong network of friends to support this change. I'm unclear as to how my current friends fit into this and I'm asking for your guidance. Please help me to know how to navigate this season of change. I'm open to creative possibilities and welcome your guidance. Please help me to see my friendships through eyes of possibility. This simple request can be enough to assist you in reframing friendships that can continue to contribute to your growth. Release what no longer serves you. Unfortunately, it is also likely that you'll find you've outgrown some of your friendships. Worse, you may realize that a very small percentage of your friendships are actually distracting at best or toxic at worst. However, this realization doesn't mean you need to experience a nasty falling out. Rather, you can choose to gracefully release friendships that no longer serve you. If you find yourself in this place, consider a prayer with this tone. Dear Universe, thank you for bringing whoever your friend's name is, into my life. I'm grateful for the lessons they have taught me and the experience that we have had. I've come to realize that our friendship is no longer serving me. Please help me to gracefully and lovingly release them so that we may both make space for new friendships that fulfill our individual needs. A request of this nature can help you to dissolve or release friendships that you've outgrown without having to experience confrontation. Call in new friendships with ease. I want you to try a concept, even if it seems like a stretch. You can attract new, fulfilling friendships with ease. You don't have to obsess over when or where you will meet these new friends. Once you start to up-level, you will begin to attract and be drawn to new friends who are a match with little effort. Now, This doesn't mean you can simply sit at home and expect new friends to come to you, but it can be nearly that easy. You see, when you increase your sense of self-worth by stepping into the next level version of you, you also begin to vibrate at a higher energetic frequency. When this happens, you unlock an invisible door of sorts that gives you access to a different caliber of friends. Watch as you're introduced to new people who get you, or as you spark up conversations with people who you've crossed paths with hundreds of times but never connected with. If you're digging having a prayer for each step of this process, try on something like this to assist you in attracting new, like-minded friends. Dear Universe, I'm ready to be introduced to new, like-minded friends with whom I can connect with deeply. Guide me to friendships that will offer mutual fulfillment and opportunities for growth. Show me where to find them and how to recognize them. 
I'm open to creative possibilities for meeting these new friends, and I trust I will be guided. If you sense you're meant for something more, you are. Please don't let your fear of social rejection or having to find new friends hold you back from becoming the most self-expressed, authentic version of you. Please don't waste time dimming your light in order to conform to a mold that has been deemed socially acceptable, appropriate, or normal by other contemporaries. Reject the notion that fitting in will make you more lovable or good. Throw out the fear that you're undeserving or incapable of shining bright. Stop telling the story that you must dull yourself down in order to keep others from feeling uncomfortable. You were meant to shine. Surround yourself with people who are champions of your light. The best friends will not want you to stay stuck or play small. The right friends will encourage you to rise to the occasion. They will blaze trails for you and invite you along. Or they will gladly walk by your side or eagerly follow your footsteps on a path which you have bravely forged. I too made a radical shift nine years ago which drastically changed my social interactions at the time. I say at the time because while yes, how I interacted with my friends, where I went and what I did for fun changed, the biggest change was me. I unplugged from my former routine to take time and understand what I wanted in my life, what was important to me. Gradually, I resurfaced and added socialization back in, but things looked a bit different because I was forever changed. What I value had changed. Friendships changed, and at first, that was hard to swallow. Hey, it's still me. But if I'm honest, it's not the old me. And for that, I'm grateful. Laura Quiambao asks us and provides solutions in her article for ZenCare. Has a close friendship ended? How to deal and heal. When a close friendship ends, in some ways it can feel even worse than a romantic breakup. Friends, just like partners, are hugely influential forces in our lives. There are BFFs, compadres, crucial components of our hashtag squad goals. So when these relationships come to a close, no matter the circumstances, whether it's a full-blown fallout or you've mutually drifted apart, it's little wonder that the resulting feeling is one of loss. Understanding that your heart needs to heal is the key to dealing and moving on. So here are four tips to help you heal and grow from a friendship breakup. Number one, let your feelings flow without self-judgment. When going through a breakup of any kind, it's important to feel your experience in your physical body, especially the physical and emotional pain. This comes from Monica Natasi, a licensed clinical social worker in Brooklyn, New York. We tend to spend our days trying to avoid feeling pain and discomfort through alcohol, drug use, food, technology, pick your poison. Anything that can distract us is fair game. This might work for a bit, if at all, but the problem is we end up never dealing with, processing, or healing the underlying feelings beneath the pain. 
Unfortunately, distracting yourself won't help you heal. Feelings need to be felt in order to be resolved. When we don't feel them, they sit and fester and grow until eventually they seep out in other ways. So let yourself be sad and remember to be patient with yourself. Know that some days you'll feel amazing while others may force you to take a step back. Anger, denial, and finger pointing are all par for the course. Allow yourself to feel these emotions without judging yourself. Natasi recommends taking 5 to 10 minutes every day to stop and check in with the body. Notice the subtle or not so subtle experiences. Maybe there's tightness in the chest, a gnawing in the stomach, or even numbness. The idea is to sit with and allow yourself to experience whatever is present with kindness and compassion. Let the emotions flow through you. Don't resist them. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to get out all your thoughts in your head, write. Take a bath, go on a walk, or run. Scream into a pillow. The discomfort in the moment might be intense, but this process allows the feeling to heal in the moment so you can move on more quickly. Number two, go no contact and reconnect with old friends instead. Anytime a relationship ends, seeing the person can easily reopen healing wounds. With a window into each other's lives in our pockets, aka our phones, it's easier than ever to stay connected. Often though, disconnecting is the best solution to help you heal, even if it's just temporarily. Unfollow, unfriend, or block your recently lost friend depending on what makes the most sense for you. Make sure you do all of this from a place of love and respect without calling any attention to it. The point of this exercise is to avoid obsessing over their activity, creating stories in your head and torturing yourself with unknowns. When you disconnect, you give yourself space to heal. One of the biggest challenges when experiencing a friendship ending is not having that person to lean on. Focus on scheduling activities and reconnecting with loved ones, but avoid bad-mouthing your situation to mutual friends. It may also help to reach out to a therapist who can help you sort through your emotions. If your disconnected friend contacts you, keep it light and positive. Even the messiest endings may find a resolution once time has had its chance to heal. Number three, try some exercises for closure. Actively seeking closure can help you move on from a friendship breakup. Try the following closure exercises. Write a letter to your ex-friend without the intention of actually sending it. With that pressure removed, you'll be able to write everything you wish you'd said, but never had the chance, headspace, or guts to do so. Write a script of sorts about what you would say if you saw your friend. Visualize the situation, write down what you imagine you both would say, and rehearse it in the mirror. Even if you don't end up running into your friend in the near future, knowing that you would know what to say if you did will help you with confidence and calm. Get involved in a new hobby or take up an old one. This can help you reconnect with your passions and sense of self. 
Not sure where to start with your hobby search? Joining a group activity like a rec team or a book club can help you make new friends and work on your social confidence. Number four, give yourself permission to move on. The truth is, you can't control your friend or the ending of your friendship. What you can control is your own actions. Acknowledge your own shortcomings in the friendship and also remember what you did or didn't appreciate. This will help you avoid similar hangups in future friendships. Use these takeaways to grow, be a better friend to others, and kinder to yourself. Number five, put yourself out there and make new friends. Know that, like romantic relationships, you can make new friends and find that chemistry with new people. Making friends as an adult is actually mentally good for you. And the more you put yourself out there, the more natural it will feel. Try different activities like knitting club, book club, short story club. Say hi and have lunch with people you see often but don't interact with. People at the gym, coworkers, neighbors, someone in your building, a fellow dog walker, the friendly barista at your local coffee shop. Attend events, gatherings, or dinners you're invited to on Facebook where there are friends of friends. Attend parties you typically pass on. Instead of typical fashion saying, let's meet up and never following up, actually set up a coffee date and take the time to get to know people. Hey, maybe you're in the driver's seat evaluating where you are in your life. And if you've been listening, what you desire and value. Maybe it's time for you to make some changes. Distance yourself, let go, and move on from friendships which no longer serve you in a positive way. That isn't selfish. It's self-love. Caring enough about yourself, your health, and your well-being to make what might seem a radical change. Dr. Karen Binderburns shares more on this with When Friendships Change, written for Goop.com. So here's the question. What do you do when you realize that although you may have years of history and found real value in each other in times past, that you kind of don't like a friend anymore? That after time spent with this person, you feel drained, empty, belittled, or insulted? She said, my father always used to tell me that you can't make new old friends. How do you distinguish If something in your life makes you change for the better, or if you're better off without them? Answer. Friendship is one of the most enduring and wonderful gifts of being alive. Friendship is universal in humanity. Young children start friendships with the sharing of curiosities, toys, and laughter. As we grow, some friendships develop with us for a lifetime, providing companionship, support, and love for each other's beings. I believe that friendship throughout our lives serves as a mirror of our very essence. The love, laughter, and concern we share with friends gives us a sense of self, which can sometimes be thwarted within our family relations. Our friends become our historians, secret keepers, and comrades on life's journey. So why do some friendships change and even end after long periods of time? We've probably all had friends in our lives who were so involved with us during certain periods 
that the thought of that person no longer being around seems impossible. However, just like many other human relationships, friendships are quite complicated and can be fraught with conflict and tension at times. There are countless reasons why even some of the more enduring friendships come apart at the seams. On the most basic level, friendships can change when two people grow apart from each other. This can happen when friends meet and get close during certain periods of their lives because they're sharing common experiences together. This may include growing up in the same area, going to school together, being in sports teams together. As we grow and mature, friends that once fit no longer do and we move on. Hopefully this change occurs slowly and naturally over time and without much stress attached. Proximity is also very important in creating and maintaining close connections with friends. Sometimes physical distance creates a wedge between us. The more painful termination of our friendships has to do with more complex psychological and emotional issues and are often fraught with anxiety and great distress. Friendships that last a lifetime are those in which the balance between give and take honesty and support, and a genuine desire for our friend's well-being are paramount. Unfortunately, as in all human relations, this balance can sometimes shift and no longer benefit one or the other in the relationship. For example, a friendship can go along smoothly until one half of the pair comes into some circumstances where social or financial status shifts. How two friends deal with the change or good fortune of one or the other is a delicate mission. Here, jealousy, envy, and insecurities may arise, creating tension where none existed before. As we go through life, we realize that some friends are always there when things go wrong for us, but cannot stand it when our luck changes for the better. Likewise, some friendships cannot tolerate the loss of status, position, or standing of the friend. Sadly, sometimes friendships are harmed when others in the friend's life, such as a spouse or other friends, create tension. A more deeply held psychological construct is that of who we pick in the first place to be our friends. Until we become psychologically aware and more evolved, we may pick the wrong people to befriend as a way of working out unresolved interpersonal issues from our pasts. As we become more emotionally healthy, these friendships will no longer be tolerable. For example, when one has low self-esteem, they may pick critical friends as a way of reinforcing their negative self-view. However, if one grows more confident, this dynamic may no longer be acceptable. In essence, our friends are the life-affirming fountain with which we drink. Good friends fill us up with warm, honesty, and a sense of well-being. If you feel drained, empty, belittle, and insulted by a friend, you should acknowledge that this is diminishing your life experience and not enhancing it. In this case, I would move away from that person, honor whatever good you did get from them, and move toward the friends in your life that will help light your way. When was the last time you scheduled a coffee catch-up? Our lives are busier than they have ever been, or at least that's how we perceive them. But guess what? You have time. 
You don't have to finish that limited Netflix series today or get to the end of that book. You can turn off the work for a couple of hours a week and excuse yourself from the family. Stick a frozen pizza in and say, hey, I'll be right back. Make a date. You will be glad you did. Who are you going to see? Side note, it isn't always about you, but it will be beneficial all the same. Sometimes you might need a pep talk or a chance to vent. Maybe you have a success which needs to be bragged on and celebrated, and other times you need a shoulder. Guess what? Your friends do too. Give as much as you take. Keep your circle small so you can nurture your friends appropriately. Here's some hold music while you text a friend and make a date. Good for you. At yourlifeyourvoice.org, I found an interesting concept on circles of friendship. Having healthy, solid relationships is an important part of living a happy and satisfied life. The relationships you have with others can range from those people who you're very close with to those in your life who are just acquaintances. Being aware of different circles or levels of friendships can offer some insight to boundaries you might want to set. After all, not just anyone is that best friend with whom you should share your most personal thoughts and feelings. If you're unaware of where your relationships stand, it may be helpful to take a look at the different levels of friendships that you might have throughout your life. Your inner circle. These are the people who you're very close with, who understand you, people who you trust to always be there for you when you need them. The number of friends in your inner circle should be small, typically less than five people. Maybe you only identify one person. That's okay. If you allow too many people into this inner circle, it can result in feeling used, confused, and sometimes heartbroken. Fill your inner circle with the right people. These people will have a strong influence on you and will ultimately impact how you feel about yourself. Then you have your middle circle. The middle circle contains your good friends, people that you enjoy hanging out with. You share stories with, interests and experiences, joys and frustrations with them. These are the people you have lunch with, sit with in class, laugh and have fun with. Your level of emotional investment with this group of friends is different than those with your inner circle. You may share your opinions, but are probably careful about sharing your innermost thoughts and feelings with them. These friends are an important part of your life, but may move in and out of this circle depending on your common interests and activities and time spent together. Then you have your outer circle. Your outer circle are people who you have a relationship with, but there's not necessarily a deep connection. These people you encounter on a fairly regular basis. You say hi when you see them. You share a laugh. You may talk about your day or about something new in your life. You wouldn't want to share your innermost feelings, troubles, or secrets with them, however. These could be people that you see at school, live in your community, or you know through social media. This is a very fluid group of people who will likely move in and out of your life over time. Investing too much effort and emotion with someone in your outer circle 
can leave you feeling resentful, rejected, or embarrassed. Now, take a look at your list and ask yourself the following questions. What are two things that you should or would talk about only with your inner circle and why? Have you ever regretted sharing thoughts and feelings with someone in the middle or outer circle? What problems did it cause? Has anyone who you are not especially close to ever shared too much personal info with you? How did it make you feel about that person? Does a person's age or gender impact where they're placed in your friendship circles? Is there a person in your outer circle that you would like to be closer to? What could you do to get to know them better? If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they are not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, today, reach out to a friend, new or old, set a date to connect and share. Realize the benefits of nurturing your inner circle and uncover new ways to give to those relationships. Be yourself. Let other people be themselves right back. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone through until the path was clear. That's when I found you.